see everybody tonight on a Thursday night. Guess what? It's not raining outside. For the last few months, we've been coming here on a Thursday, and it's been raining. But it's not raining tonight. Amen. Let me get my iPad going here. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Junior T. I had Junior call me yesterday. He texted me. He said, what's the address of TBN? And I'm thinking, you need the address of iRally. But I didn't say nothing. I said, Lord, touch him. Because like two days before that, we're having lunch. He says, I'll see you at iRally on Thursday. So he texted me yesterday. I don't know if you were messing around with me. He goes, what's the address to, I, to TBN? I, so I said, well, here it is. And, and then he shows up tonight. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for being faithful. Praise God. I believe we have a word for you tonight from the Lord. If you ever go to a meeting and they don't have a word, don't buy the CD. You want to be in an atmosphere. You want to, on purpose, go where they're giving you words that cause faith to come. Because when faith comes, then God can move. It's very important to have people speaking into your lives that are speaking words that bring faith. Because faith, man, moves mountains. Faith causes things to come to pass. Can I hear an amen? Amen. A little bit later on, my son Eric is going to come and make some amazing announcements. I'm telling you, we're going forward here at iRally. Amen. I mean, we are going forward, man. We are, we are taking God at every word. You know, you guys are, are in the beginning stages of iRally. I tell you right now, the moment's coming where you will, you're going to show up at iRally, and there's going to be people lining up on the sidewalk wrap around the building trying to get in. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm telling you what I'm hearing from God. I, and you could say, why should it be like that? Because we're preaching faith. We're preaching words that bring hope. We're preaching words that people can get healed by. We're preaching words where people's dreams and desires can come to pass. I don't know. If you're like me, I'm a big dreamer, man. I could sit all day long with my notepad and take notes and just dream and think about things that I can do for the Lord and think about things that God is telling me to do. Man, I, I want to... You know, If you guys ever watch those travel channels and you see all those different countries, I want to go to those countries and preach. I want to go to those countries and tour and rent a motorcycle and tour those countries. God's able. God's able. God's just looking for someone to believe him. Do we have any believers in this place? All right. Let's get into the message tonight. Um, I'm going to give you guys some thoughts. I'm going to give you some scriptures to bring faith to those thoughts. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the operating system that God runs on. Do we have any computer people in this place? 
I remember when uh, we got our first iMac computer. In the earlier days, like every three months, Apple would send you an email. No, they would give you a, a, uh, an update type of thing saying you need to update your computer to a higher software. Remember those days? OS 6, OS 7, OS 9. And every one of those things meant something. You're like in the middle of an email and that, that an, uh, announcement comes and it's, now you got to update because everything's running slow. How many know those of you that have iPhones today, the same thing? I get them all the time. Yeah, that red little dot that's just there telling you to upgrade or your computer, update your computer or your phone. So tonight, I want to talk to you about the operating system that God runs on. I believe God's operating system is FIHW. I believe the operating system that God runs on, operates on, is FIHW. Now, this is the operating system that God used to create heaven and earth, to create man, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. He also used this operating system to release the blessings. F-I-H-W is the operating system that God uses. I can see you guys right now trying to figure out what's F-I-H-W. Pastor Rod, I thought you already, he's over here writing notes. Let me see. Hmm. You, you, you got my iPad on the way down here, huh? I believe God's operation, operating system is faith in his word. Who got it? Who, yeah. right. faith, faith in his word. This is how God gets things done. Faith in his word. Now, if God uses faith in his word, how much more us? How much more us? If this is the way that God operates on a daily basis, how much more us? I want to give you this thought. No words, no faith. When you have no words, you have no faith. And this is in every area of your life. For instance, I've been married now 34 years, and my success of an amazing marriage is because I have words concerning my marriage. I don't depend on my love for my wife. I don't depend on my feelings for my wife to keep my marriage strong. Um, I don't depend on how she looks because maybe someday... Um, her, her, her makeup might run out. She might not have enough blush. So, you know, and I need to take her to Walmart to buy more. So you have that moment where she has no blush on or lipstick. How many know you almost can start a war on that? You know what I'm saying? You almost can, you started a war on that. 
So, but see, my marriage is not based on natural evidence. I have words concerning, concerning my marriage. So my marriage does not fluctuate up and down as long as I keep those words before me. I tell people this all the time. I'm not married to my wife based on my love. I'm married to my wife based on faith. Because I have words that she's my wife. God spoke to me and said, there is your wife. When I believe that word... Faith came, and because faith came, I'm able to walk it out. So when you have no words concerning a circumstance, that means you're going to deal with fear and doubt and unbelief. You're going to fluctuate. Did God really call me? Did God really call me? Am I supposed to be here? Should I really be doing this? You'll be like the waves of the sea, like the book of James says. You'll be up one day, the next day you'll be down. You'll be in one day, the next day you'll be out. I call those yo-yo Christians, up and down, <laughs> up and down. And you can see them, and those pastors that are here, they're the ones you're always counseling. But when somebody operates on the same operating system that God operates on in faith in his words. They'll do the same thing as God does. They'll create. They'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. They'll remain healthy. They'll raise the dead. And they'll also release the blessing. Shh. Amen. Faith in his word. This is how God gets things done. I'm going to give you some scriptures to, to look at to help us build our faith around this. And these are a lot of the scriptures that I use on a daily basis to help me. Let's go to Psalms 112 verse 1. Psalms 112, verse 1, it says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Now, if you look at this word feareth, it means to choose. It's the same word that we use, choose. So, blessed is the man that chooses the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his Commands, or you can say it this way Blesses the man that delighteth greatly in God's words. Bless is the man that delights greatly in God's words, or blessed is the man that delights greatly in God's operating system. You cannot download God's operating system and, how would I say that? Undownload it. <laughs> Once you make a decision to operate like God operates, it's full steam ahead. 
The Bible says this man will be blessed in every area. The outcome, listen to this, the outcome of choosing to live like this, the results of living in faith in his word, you'll be blessed. It's telling us what our future looks like will look like. It will be blessed. Trusting in God's word will always say, stick with it because your outcome, you're going to be blessed. Don't be moved by how you feel. Don't be moved by time. Stay with it because your outcome is you're going to be blessed. Now, this operating system, listen to this, this operating system is not convenient for the natural man. The flesh must be denied of its way. See, living and trusting in God's word is not convenient for the natural man. It's not an easy thing for the natural man. Like, let me just give you a couple of thoughts. It's easier just to borrow money and to rob a bank than to sow a seed and trust God for increase. It's so much more easier just to borrow money, rob a bank, than to sow a seed, step back, and trust God that your seed is producing a harvest. You know, the Bible says in Luke 6, 38, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with it shall be measured to you again. So the scripture is saying, if you give, it shall be given back. Now, that's a word. Now, if you choose to live by that word, let that word work. A lot of people sow a seed. After they sow the seed, they step back. And a day later, they're like saying, God, what's taking you so long? God, I really need my breakthrough now. And you get all antsy. You get jittery. Like you drank a Starbucks double shot espresso and you start wondering you start thinking well maybe if I do this or maybe if I do that maybe if I just sell this or maybe if I just hawk this or or, or may I just go ask my aunt she's rich I'll just borrow money from her you start figuring out ways it's not convenient for you when you're in the natural when you choose to trust God you cannot allow your natural man speak to you. Number two, it's easier just to take medicine when you feel a pain than rather to trust God for your healing. A lot of people, it's just easier. Just give me a couple of Tylenols, a couple of Advil. I'll be good to go. 
You'll live the rest of your life on Advil and Tylenol. But people who say, no, I'm going to trust God in his word, they'll go into the medicine cabinet in their restroom. Instead of pulling out medicine, they'll pull out their little bottle of communion. And they'll take communion and declare Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. See, we'll always have an, an option. The natural way or God's way. But let me just give you a little insight and ask me how I know. <laughs> If you always choose the natural way, you'll never get God's best. You always have to depend on the natural side of things to work for you. And let me tell you, that stuff never lasts. Because at 50, I don't know the correct terminology, but let's, uh, you go by Advil and they're 40 grams. How would you say the medicine strength? All right, that will last for six months. Now you're going to bump it up to 60 because the 40 is not working no more. But you could have solved this thing six months ago and never felt the pain again if you would have used the word. I'm going to tell you why. About a year ago, I just turned 54 years old, and they say when you hit 50, arthritis moves in. But when I felt pain in my hand, I just didn't run to the medicine cabinet and say, well, they sell arthritis medicine. I'll just start using that. I immediately went to the word and I asked Jesus, Jesus, let me ask you a question. Do you have arthritis? <laughs> and I waited for his response. He says, no, I don't. He said, on the cross I did. He said, but I'm not on the cross no more. He says, I bored it for you so you don't have to. Now, it took maybe two to three weeks. And I don't, I'm not going to confess this. I'm going to say it, but I'm not confessing it. But once in a while, it tries to come back. But I used the word, and the word slammed it to the ground, and I was set free. Now I ha don't have to deal with it no more. See, if you, if you live just as life comes, then you're going to have to deal with life. But if you deal with life with the word, the word will always cause you to overcome in every area. Now, this is the way God operates. He uses his words for everything. So my suggestion would be get words for everything. Everything. Concerning finances, concerning health, relationships, and every area. Listen to this. It's easier to tell someone just how you feel and to tell them where to go. And you know where that's at. Then just to hold your peace and let God fight your battle. It's easier to tell somebody your two cents. It's easier to tell somebody go to hell. It's easier to tell somebody how you really feel than to hold your peace and walk like a woman and a man of God and say, you know what, let God deal with this for me. 
and you're smoking and there's smoke coming out of your ears and you're upset. And you might have a right. You might have a right. But is it, does it give us a right to act in the natural? It doesn't. Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. <laughs> and the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So what's my job here? Hold my peace. Who's going to do the fighting? God. See, this scripture tells me how I should respond to people. Because I represent the crown. Has anybody ever seen the series yet, The Crown on Netflix? If you haven't, you need to see it. Because the queen, the day she was anointed, the priest said, from this moment forward, you represent the crown, the anointing. And the anointing came from God Almighty. So she lived that way. She's 92 years old now, something like that. And she still represents the crown. We represent the kingdom of God. People are watching us. They're listening to us. They're keeping a close eye on me and you. So we need to live according to what the word is saying. Let me give you a quick example. So the queen, her family members, her mother, her grandmother, her uncles, her, her sister, they would come to her on a daily basis and bring her issues, bring her troubles in their life, and they wanted her to answer their problems. But I liked her response every time they came to her. To her mother, she would say, Mama, Mama, Mom, 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 this is not your daughter speaking to you. It's the queen. She would speak to her uncle. Her uncle, uh, uh, he, he left the crown. He, he left the throne. And so his brother had it. King George took the, the throne and his uncle went to exile and he, he, he left the kingdom. Well, after the king died, his daughter, Queen Elizabeth, became queen. Years later, that uncle David, who left the kingdom, wanted to go do party and live his own way of living. He wanted to come back into the kingdom. So he called his niece and said, hey, this is your uncle David. You know, I want to come back and I want to bring this beautiful woman that I found. And I want to come back into the kingdom. And I even want to move back into the palace. You're my niece. You got to help me. And she thought about it. And she said, this is not your niece speaking to you. It's the queen. And she only spoke to him what was written in their bylaws in their kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, mean you have a responsibility to only speak what the word says. People should look at me and you according to what the word says. People should see us and say, my gosh, they look like the Bible. They look like Jesus. They sound like Jesus. They treat me like Jesus. I like what Pastor Rodney told me earlier. People should, 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 we should respond to people by love. That's the only responsibility that we have. Now, if me and you show up in the flesh, 
we show up in the natural, how many know we no longer look like the crown? Can you imagine if God himself treated us in the flesh every time we messed up? Thank God that he treats us every day with his mercy. Amen. And his mercies are new every morning. So this is the way God operates, by his words. In every area, this is why it's so important to have words in every area concerning your relationships, concerning your finances, concerning your health. God can only back up what he says in his words. Let's talk about your careers for a minute, your jobs, your businesses. Your foundation should be scriptures, should be words from God. If you don't have no words, my, my advice to you is get some words from, the, from God. Find some scriptures that will set you on a platform so when pressure comes, you won't sink. So when the devil comes to talk you out of what you're believing God for, you'll say, devil, listen to me, what I got. you give him words. You'll give them scriptures. You'll give them Bible verses. But if you have no words, the enemy will talk you out of what God wants to do in your life. Talk about sickness for a, for a minute. Let's say you have a pain in your, your right knee. And maybe it's an old injury from school or something. And that thing's been killing you. Be watchful when you use those words. My knee's killing me. Every morning when I get up, my knee's killing me. I'm getting old. That old football injury, everybody blames, it, blames everything on football injury. <laughs> it's those words that will snag you, that will handcuff you, that will put you in prison. Deal with this knee according to the word of the Lord. And this knee will have to line up to what the Bible says. Remember last month I shared with you that Lazarus was in the tomb for four days? And remember I told you that uh, there was, I did some study on this, Lazarus' tomb was close to the city street in, in Bethany. And there was hundreds of people that walked by his tomb every day for four days. But Lazarus still remained dead in the tomb. But on the fourth day, Jesus showed up with three words. And it was those three words that changed Lazarus' present circumstance and has changed his future forever. Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. It's amazing. Three words changed his circumstance Hundreds of words were spoken in those four days, but no words that were spoken had the power like Jesus had the power be behind his word. Let me tell you what your circumstances are missing tonight, what your breakthroughs are missing tonight. It's missing words that have power. Power. Your windows that are shut let me tell you why they're shut. They're waiting for you to come up with some words that have power that will open them. There's doors closed in your life, and they're shut, but they're waiting for you to show up with words that have power. Where do we get those words, them? words from? 
by sitting at the feet of Jesus. Come into meetings where the word is being preached. Reading books that have faith in it. Going to conferences where the word of faith is being preached. Talking on the phone with people that have faith. Because faith comes by hearing. On purpose. Somebody say on purpose. On purpose, I surround myself with people that have faith. Because let me tell you what, the most precious thing I have in my life is my faith. Because Jesus said you can't please God without faith. Or you can't walk without faith. So faith in my life is like the most precious thing. Baby, the only way I can love you is by faith. That's a good song right there. <laughs> Sounds like an old Peter Frampton song. So I need faith. So what should I be paying attention to? My faith. And the only way I can strengthen my faith is by words. So I should be paying attention to words that bring me faith. Yeah, I'll say it. You need to go through your phone, your iPhone, your... Do we still have iPods there? Or no? However you listen to music, uh, your, your Spotify... Did I say that right? No. Spotify. Right? And go back and start deleting artists that are not singing about faith. Well, that's pretty wild. But yeah, pretty strong. Because words carry power. So if I'm allowing their words to come in my ears and deposit into my spirit, it's like putting diesel and gas together. It matters how much you, you uh, uh, care about your faith. Words can delete your faith or build your faith one with the other. So I'm really watchful with my ears because it's going to get in my spirit, man. I like what Pastor, uh, we went to a prayer conference one time. Uh, Pastor Terry Pearson uh, and Pastor George Pearson were preaching a uh, a prayer conference one time, and I'll, and I'll finish with this. And um, she said, she was talking about words, and she was talking about prayer, and, and they got off in the spirit, and they said, um, all you artists, all you musicians, and all you singers and songwriters, all you uh, 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 screen screenwriters, and all of you that... that, that, that Use words to, to, uh, to move people, she said, by the Spirit of God. She says, wherever you get your words for your songs, your, your movies, wherever you get your dialogue from, that's where you'll take your audience. So and then she said, there's different steps. If you take... If you get your songs, your dialogue from one of your personal experience, you'll take your audience to your personal experience. The ultimate was, she said, if you get your words and your dialogue from the throne of God, your listeners, you can take them to the throne of God. I never forget that. Change my life forever. And I made a decision. I never forget. It was here in Burbank. I said, Lord, Help me only say things that come from your throne. 
because whoever hears me, I can take them to your throne. Rearrange me, God. Check me, Lord, when I need to be checked. This is the way God operates, by words. He pays attention to what comes out of his mouth because he knows it's going to create or destroy. If God operates like this, how much more us? If you keep saying over your, let's say there was a mother and she has a two-year-old son and all she say, says is, man, I have a two-year-old brat. I have a two-year-old brat. I mean, you say that long enough, those words are being released, what type of two-year-old child is she going to have? A brat. I mean, if you're always saying that nothing's good happening for you, no, you get no breaks, you get no breakthroughs, you're going to have to allow those words to, to operate until you change those words. I like to say this, me and my wife, my, da my daughter Destiny came up with this one time. She's, we said, we have, we have favor. We were declaring in our house, we have favor, we have favor. She says, no, we have super favor. Super favor. We're always saying things that will cause us to advance. Now, husband and wife, you need to be your best coaches with each other. But you need to do it soft, soft. Everybody say soft. Yeah, because how many know husbands, if you rub your, wrong, your wife wrong, they get mad. So soft. Don't correct your wife's. You shouldn't have said that. No, say be soft. Because she'll. But we need to help each other. You know? Build each other up. You know, let's, let's say if my wife, you know, I wouldn't be a very good husband to her if she woke up every morning, she just, if she would say every morning, my head's killing me. And let's say I heard her, and I knew we shouldn't be saying that. But if I didn't say nothing, I'm going to wake up one day with no wife. Because those words are so powerful. So by the Spirit, I'm going to say, babe, um, you know, those are some pretty powerful words you're releasing in the morning, you know. Why don't you say, Father, I thank you. I wake up daily with no headaches. And I kind of brought this up a little in the beginning. Be watchful with time. The time don't talk you out of it. Wow, this stuff don't work. It's taking too long. Oh, be faithful. Be watchful. I worked in construction 18 years pouring concrete, getting up every morning at 3, 4 in the morning, pouring concrete. And I used to get up every single morning. I would wake up. I would sit on the edge of my bed, and I would say, Father, I thank you. Today's my last day in construction. Then my wife would put her hand on my back, and she said, yes, Lord, for 18 years. April 6, 2002 was on a Tuesday. I went to work and I poured concrete. That day, the boss called me in and said, Rick, man, you're such a great employee, but you ever thought about doing something else than pouring concrete? He says, our company's getting really slow here, and we want to give you an option if you want to leave. 
I said, Jesus, I heard your voice. I said, I have been thinking about doing something else. They gave me a $12,000 bonus and said, go forward. I came home and I said, baby, we're going full time in the ministry. And we've been full time now. It'll be 17 17 years now, April 6th, in about a month and a half. But I confessed it. I said it. But imagine, Pastor Rodney, in those 18 years, if I would have stopped. Let's say I would have stopped for a season. It would have just pushed my season further. Be faithful. Keep operating. Even if you get some glitches. I mean, sometimes our phones have glitches. Our computers have glitches. But just just restart it. <laughs> you know how they tell you to restart your phone? You, you push those two buttons and it turns off. You're supposed to let it sit for how many minutes? A few minutes. Then restart it. Do that tonight. If you sense there's an area that the enemy's really been working you and you're kind of lost some faith, just start speaking those words again. Start speaking faith in your house again. Start speaking faith that that a new car is coming, a new job, the new opportunities, that this is your day of favor. Your day of breakthrough is today. The people are looking for you. Let me help you here. Stop confessing people are looking for you to bless you. Start saying this. People are looking for me and they're finding me. And they're blessing me. Because if you keep saying it that way, they'll keep looking for you. I added that not too long ago. I said, matter of fact, they find me now. It's time to be found. Say amen if you can hear me tonight. Let me just give you one more scripture if that's okay. Uh, The mind and the body and the soul must be renewed and updated daily. Somebody say daily. The mind, the body, and the soul must be renewed or upgraded daily. We need to read our words daily. Say daily. Daily. You need to be in the word daily. Once a week is not enough. You know? Twice a week is not enough. Daily show yourself approved as a good steward. Daily, daily. Say daily. Okay, Psalm 70 verse 4 says, Psalm 70 verse 4, it says, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let the Lord be magnified. You can say it this way. Let all those that seek your word rejoice and be glad in your word. Let all those that seek your word Let them be glad, let them rejoice in your word. Let me tell you what you're going to get when you seek the word first. You're going to be glad and you're going to rejoice. Let all those that love your word say, let God be magnified daily. If you're seeking God's word daily, you're declaring God's work is word, God's word is working for you daily. Let me tell you what's going to happen in your life. You're going to begin to say daily, let God be magnified. Let God be magnified. Let God be magnified. You'll say that rather than 
darn it. You'll say daily, let God be magnified. Let God be magnified. Let God be praised because the word is working. You'll rejoice. You'll be glad. The word will make you happy and the word will make you glad. Hallelujah. Father, tonight, Lord, I know by experience when the enemy's trying to attack my body, when he tries to make me weak, or when the enemy tries to put symptoms on my body, if I just sit there and do nothing, nothing's happening. But God, I know every single time when I pull out my healing scripture, it's like medicine flowing. The symptoms leave. The pain leaves. The fear of getting old leaves. Doubt and unbelief leaves my body. And I, and I feel the medicine. Your word says that your word is like medicine. I feel it. That's why I keep running to your word. And God, when, when I need extra money, I sow a seed. And God, I just wait. Oh, I wait, I wait. I say, let God be magnified. Yeah, one day might pass by. It's okay, I'll just keep saying, oh, let God be magnified. I'm going to be glad. I'm going to be happy. Two days might pass. Oh, but that third day is coming. That third day is coming. Somebody walks up to me and gives me one of those Holy Ghost Pentecostal handshakes. Somebody sends me something in the mail. Or a side job comes. Or an opportunity to increase. Something happens because I took your word. I sowed a seed. And the word works. God, if I'm struggling with somebody, you said... My job is to walk in love. So I'll just keep walking in love with these people. I'll keep showing them the crown. I'll keep showing them the love of God. God, in the midst of that, you're turning their hearts. And you're convicting them. And you're causing them to repent. And they're going to come to me and bring me a dozen of donuts. Yeah, you're going to fight my battle for me. I don't have to say nothing. I don't have to get mad. I don't have to give my two cents. No, no, no. Oh, my God's fighting my battle for me tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, God's fighting your battle for you tonight. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. And I just want you to raise your hand. Please. And I just want you to, whatever you're believing God for, whatever you're believing God for, just concentrate, meditate on those words. What words have God given you concerning that area? What is it? What is it tonight that you're believing God for a breakthrough? Go back to those original words. Go back to the original words that God has given you concerning those areas. Is it healing? Is it finances? Is it a relationship? Is it fear? Are you having anxiety attacks? 
uh, worry? To, uh, is, is it pornography? Is, what is it? What is it that you're dealing with? Just surrender and say, God, renew my mind. God, take these feelings, the emotions away from me. Take the, the anxiety from me, God. Through your stripes, Jesus, I'm healed. Father, remind us of every word. Remind us of what you have said to us. And Lord, your word is like a tower. It's like a strong tower that we run into and we're safe. I speak a stirring up to us tonight. A stirring up. A stirring up that we stand up and say, I'm going to go to the word first. That I seek God's kingdom first. That I seek God's word first. And because I do that, everything is being added to me. Everything is being added to us. So tonight, God, I pray for my brothers and my sisters. I thank you that we make a choice to operate faith in his word. Faith in your word. This is the way we live. We're not moved. Every devil, every demon, every spirit is not moving us. We move them. We command them to be uprooted and be thou cast into the sea. We say how things are going to be. It's the word of the Lord. So tonight, Father, I pray courage to us. Courage to us. Courage to us. Stand in your faithfulness. 